everybody, and oh, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including a celebration of what has become the modern-day American pastime in the world of sports. Football is back on the full scale. College week two national matchups that qualify as must-see TV. How about a little Jimbo versus Dabbo? Texas A&M at number one Clemson. The Aggies bring a number 12 national ranking to Death Valley, just to our south. How about a little LSU at Texas with both the Tigers and the Longhorns? ranked in the national top 10 and viewing themselves as national title contenders. Do you know how many national titles they've had at the University of Texas in that great football state in the last almost half century? Answer one. Mack Brown was the head coach of those Longhorns. Vince Young was the quarterback. They got it done once in almost 50 years. Some are wondering whether the new coach, no longer brand new, the third-year guy, Tom Herman, can get the Longhorns back to those conversations. Ed Orgeron of LSU would like to join the Les Miles Club with the Tigers. LSU at Texas, Texas A&M at Clemson, Miami at UNC here in our backyard. We'll be there with the big tailgate tour on Franklin Street. Hope to see you from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. leading up to that 8 o'clock kick on the ACC network between the Hurricanes and the Tar Heels. We have, of course, the full week one in the NFL. This is what I mean by full-scale football as we are halfway to Margaritaville as we always are on Friday afternoons as we come at you on our syndicated, unprecedented statewide network of more than 20 AM and FM signals. And you can listen online around the world. The NFL offers week one. It was Packers over Bears last night. Former UNC star Mitch Trubisky failed his first test of 2019 here in his third season leading those Chicago Bears. They're good at virtually every other major position. They were not great at quarterback the last couple years. They were not even good last night. The Packers under Aaron Rodgers weren't brilliant offensively either, but 10-3 Green Bay over Chicago. That one kicked off the celebration of what is season number 100 for the National Football League. The big matchups elsewhere as, of course, we look forward to a full slate in college action tomorrow, full slate of pro action on Sunday. We will have a doubleheader waiting for us in the NFL come Monday night. But you've got the Steelers at the Patriots on Sunday night. You have the Falcons, residents of the NFC South, rivals of your Carolina Panthers, dealing with a tough road opener at the Minnesota Vikings. You'll have to wait until Monday to see the New Orleans Saints. They're hosting Houston. You're... Carolina Panthers, of course, get underway by hosting the L.A. Rams. Under the 33-year-old now head coach, Sean McVay, the Rams have made him a boy wonder of sorts. Apologies to Batman's right-hand man. Sean McVay does not dress in colorful outfits and tights while on the sidelines as that other boy wonder does. But he has been magical 
in support of his own Batman. Those are the L.A. Rams. They were in the Super Bowl last year. He is still that boy wonder. Did you know his winning percentage as an NFL coach? Sean McVay is actually better than Bill Belichick's winning percentage as an NFL coach. There's a bar bet win for you this weekend. Don't say you didn't learn anything on Free For All Friday. And we are just out of the gate and filled with excitement on the football and other headlines of the weekend to come. We will welcome, since it is Free For All Friday, and as I say hello to my producer, Darren Vaught, as we have a couple of quick shout-outs for friends, acquaintances, colleagues, and others in our statewide listening audience as we celebrate the passing of Hurricane Dorian, I know some in the eastern part of our audience are dealing with extreme circumstances. Others died earlier in the Hurricane Dorian rendition. Category 5, you all know, in the Bahamas. Category 2, when it was off our coast. Category 1 now, that it is north of our outer banks and other people's problems, hopefully just drifts out into the Atlantic Ocean. We will not have a hurricane weekend in football in that weather sense, although it is hurricane week because your NHL's Carolina Hurricanes are back in camp. That regular season opener in hockey, by the way, is less than a month away. That sounds so crazy to say. College basketball season is less than two months away. NHL regular season less than one month away. So it was hurricane week in the NHL. It is hurricane week in our backyard with those Miami Hurricanes hoping to storm Keenan Stadium on Saturday night. We'll pick over the football topics and matchups of the weekend and even the week that was as Antonio Brown unbelievably productive as a wide receiver but unbelievably complicated as a human being and even as an NFL professional he continues to be a very erratic personality he is new to the Oakland Raiders he is no longer the Pittsburgh Steelers headache but he's no longer the Steelers big play wide receiver either will the pluses outweigh the minuses in the long run for Mike Mayock John Gruden and the Raiders Antonio Brown is not expected to play as the Raiders open their season and they're dealing with all sorts of suspension questions and money questions and signing bonus questions and might they just cut ties with Antonio Brown altogether and let him make big plays but also cause big headaches somewhere else. Beyond the football, as I say hello to Darren Vaught, the producer of this program, and as we invite you, what do we do on Fridays, Darren? Four days a week, they follow our lead. We have United States presidents of both parties who have dropped by the David Glenn Show. North Carolina governors, supermodels, actors, actresses, comedians, and of course, everybody from Hall of Fame coach Dabo Sweeney on the football side, Hall of Fame coaches Mike Krzyzewski, Roy Williams, and others on the college basketball side, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Mike Tyson, the luminaries of the international sports world, Darren, four days a week. It's great guests like that. It's my crazy rantings and musings. And it is a lot more of our audience following us for the most part. You and I together as one. On Fridays, what do we do? We turn that formula upside down and we do what as we say hello to our statewide listeners? We allow them to steer the ship. That is correct. That is one way to put it. They steer the ship. We follow their lead. We are all halfway to Margaritaville together. Coming out of a week where we celebrated... Our good friend from Sports Channel 8, the radio show, on our Triangle affiliate, 99.9 FM, The Fan. And yes, we have good sports radio friends dotted all over our statewide audience. So I don't want to neglect anybody. But Hayes is the one who got engaged this week as an eternal Peter Pan-style bachelor. 
So congratulations to him on a personal level. He was a five-year man, and he aged during those. No, I'm just kidding. He, <laughs> he waited a while to get engaged. We wish him well with his future bride. As he celebrated that special moment in his life, as we gave a shout-out to Charlie Mickens, 30-year pro in the North Carolina sports media world, the ultimate videographer and chronicler of all things sports for ABC 11, also in the central part of our state. I would like to say, for the record, quick shout-out to Darren Vaught's dad, Gary Vaught. I don't know what number it is for him, but since we've celebrated an engagement and an anniversary, it was 30 years for Charlie Mickens. Game Day Charlie, for those of you who don't know him, follow him on Twitter. He's a great guy and an amazing professional. Uh, how old is Gary Vaught, who is at least partially responsible for one of the great producers in the history of ah. our program? That would be Darren Vaught. Ha. Dad turns 59 years old today, so happy birthday to Dad. Happy birthday, Mr. Vaught. You are at worst, Darren, the third best long-term producer that I have ever had. <laughs> All right, so I've only had three long-term producers. They tend to I, last If I get a bronze medal, like, I can accept that. I was once in a home run derby when I was in high school at uh, the Princeton Devil Rays ballpark in Princeton, West Virginia, and I got a second-place trophy in a home run derby but I was one of two participants, but I got a trophy. So as long as there's a bronze medal associated with that, I'll take it. With your status in mind, I haven't noticed. Am I getting older and I don't see the fine print? Like, do you and Hayes Permar, Jared Brooks was my producer for five years. Is there an expiration date like on milk at the grocery store and I just can't see it because the print is too small? Or am <laughs> I doing something kind of like Elizabeth Taylor in her marriages? Am I doing something that once we get to the five-year mark, you guys just can't take me anymore? It is just time to find the exit door. Is there something around the five-year thing? I don't know. No, I don't know. I'm in year four, so... We're not there yet. Of course, we're, some we're believe good. some believe that one of the greatest jokes in the history of humanity is the institution of marriage. Like some people think you should just, you know, every five years, just change partners. You know, maybe maybe that's the expiration date. I don't know. Maybe it's just that way with sports radio producers. I haven't written that book yet either, but we will find out as we continue merrily into year five with Darren Vaught at the controls, and we continue merrily into the free-for-all Friday tradition here at the David Glenn Show. It has become the most popular sports radio platform ever invented. Why? Because after you follow us four days a week, after you complain that the lines are busy too much since we went syndicated and statewide, we carved it out for you. It's been popular ever since. You can go back to something that you missed when the lines were full earlier this week. You can look ahead to Rams, Panthers, Falcons, Vikings, Colts, Chargers, Steelers, Patriots. Two coaches on the hot seat, according to Vegas. Jay Gruden of Washington has a tough opener at my Philadelphia Eagles. Pat Shermer of the Giants has a tough opener at the Dallas Cowboys. I have your must-see college games outlined, preview style. We have a big tailgate tour stop in Chapel Hill tomorrow that we are very excited about. We will hit, eventually, at some point, every major college program in our state. As everyone has a game, most of them are predictable wins, but even among the predictable wins, there are things worth watching and milestones worth celebrating. College football actually ramps up tonight. Wake is at Rice. UVA plays William & Mary on the ACC network. Of course, the NFL folks take a day or two off. Week one began last night with Packers over Bears. It continues with the full slate on Sunday and then the doubleheader on Monday night. 
Something looking forward, something looking backward, a complaint, a criticism, a question. Maybe something that is in the sports headlines today. Maybe something that's been burning a hole in your sports soul for decades. It is all fair game every Friday on our statewide network. You can join us now. Questions, comments, complaints, your predictions, your requests for my predictions. I am typically not a great help with your fantasy teams. Just full transparency. I have a very good track record of helping people win their survivor pools. Full transparency. Darren, you know my style of leadership. Just volunteer what you are good at and what you're not good at. Why bother trying to mislead people? I've never understood that. I will not apologize for my strengths, but I will never try to talk you into the idea that I'm good at something that I am not good at, whether that's charting the pattern of a hurricane along the east coast of the United States or anything else. I am fully transparent along those lines as well. As long as it has to do with the sports world or this show, or a combination of those things, that is how wide the palette is for your question, comment, complaint, prediction, or observation here on Free For All Friday. A quick request, Darren, no con artists, no lawless, soulless grifters as callers today, no pathological liars, no snake oil salesmen, no intellectually dishonest charlatans, none of those. As callers to the David Glenn Show, that is our very polite request as we try to weed the sports garden of the intellectually misleading angry people and as we try to build something close to what you'd think of as nirvana as our country celebrates the return of its favorite sport week two at the college level week one at the nfl level and all the high school guys are underway as well 1-800-849-2761 i have a lot on canes at heels i have a little on the other matchups in our backyard and around the country lsu texas and texas a&m clemson are absolutely positively must-see TV and must-understand programs if you want to get an early glimpse into the national championship picture. It is only early September, but those are two whoppers on the national schedule. 1-800-849-2761. A little baseball, a little U.S. Tennis Open, a little World Cup of basketball, a little Carolina Hurricanes. The NASCAR boys are back in Indianapolis. We'll get into a little bit of a lot of things and certainly a lot of football. one 800 849 2761 is how you can be next on the David Glenn Show. The head devil, David Cutcliffe. You guys have a unique ability to, to just do it right. You know, all the fans are always going to defend their programs, and they should. Sometimes we all make somebody at another program mad or angry, but you guys are very fair to everybody. The David Glenn Show. We've crossed paths on multiple occasions and text back and forth. So, you know, I think that personal relationship is there and, and is intact. You know, once the game starts, you're really not cognizant of who's on the other sideline. And no one is coming to the stadium to watch the coaches coach. Everybody's coming to watch the players play. You know, ultimately, those will be the guys that will decide it. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We had UNC's Mac Brown, the toast of the town, last weekend in college football as one of our guests. That was this week's opponent for Coach Brown, Manny Diaz of the Hurricanes. He also joined live here on the David Glenn Show as 
In ACC country, the Miami at UNC game tomorrow night is among the headliners. Nationally, LSU at Texas, Texas A&M visiting Clemson. That is a Jimbo versus Dabo special, just like old times when they were in the ACC together at Florida State and Clemson. I looked this up and was a little surprised. As we come to your free-for-all Friday phone calls, our one and only guest today is the guy who will be calling the Panthers against the Rams. Chris Myers from Fox Sports has been one of our favorites on all sorts of things. The Olympics, the Super Bowl, the World Series, the Masters, the NBA Finals, the Final Four, the Triple Crown, the Daytona 500, man. He joins us. He's like, where's Waldo in the sports broadcasting world? Wherever we find Waldo, he joins us by phone. Chris Myers on our turf this weekend as the Rams visit your Panthers. Everybody has a season opener in the NFL. Everybody is in week two in college football. Football is on our mind, but as we come to your calls, 1-800-849-2761. John wants to talk Hurricanes, not Dorian, but the NHL style. Ross wants to talk about Antonio Brown and the headaches he's creating for the Raiders, no longer the Steelers. Matt wants to talk about the Dallas Cowboys at the NFL level and the Miami-UNC game here in our backyard, 1-800-849-2761. As much as football is front and center for me, quick reminder, this weekend will include probably history being made in the sport of tennis. Serena Williams is in the women's singles final. Since her pregnancy, pregnancy and childbirth, she has not won another major. That's not abnormal. She needed some time off. And after that, she needed some time to get back into tennis shape. Well, she's back in that shape. She's made some other finals, but she has not won a Grand Slam singles title in about two and a half years now with less than half of that time being because she was inactive because of the childbirth. So either she, at the age of 38, she'll be later this month, will become that first open era, as they call it, 24-time Grand Slam singles champion. Nobody, men or women, has ever reached that number in what they call the open era, when it's the truly professional form of tennis that we recognize today. On the men's side, Rafael Nadal still has to win two more matches, but with Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer already having exited the U.S. Open, Nadal, who's 33 years old, is seeking Grand Slam singles title number 19. Only Federer with 20 has more in the history of men's tennis. So you've got something waiting for you if you're a tennis fan. If you're a baseball fan, you have rivalries resuming and the playoff picture gaining more clarity as they're basically 140 or so games into their 162-game schedule. Now, it's bad news mostly for Darren Vaught's Red Sox, who host the Yankees this weekend, for my Phillies, who visit the Mets this weekend. We are both hanging by a thread like almost entirely irrelevant in the playoff picture but not mathematically eliminated and don't tell me otherwise Cleveland Minnesota Yankees Red Sox Phillies Mets Nats Braves Cubs Brewers among the rivalries resuming Team USA is at the World Cup in basketball the Hurricanes are back on the ice the NASCAR boys are back in Indianapolis but certainly front and center is college football and the NFL action that began last night with the Packers over the Bears one 800 8 As I come to your calls, a question. This one's just rhetorical. Why will you see dramatic, emphatic, first down calls all over the NFL this week? It actually started last night and maybe a little bit in the preseason. There is a reason for that. It is not accidental. It is not just over dramatic referees and other men in stripes. 
We have the story behind that story as you are likely to encounter it while enjoying your favorite teams on the field. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Let me go to Ross in Raleigh. He's first up on Free For All Friday. You can be next. You can even be first in line when you dial 1-800-849-2761. It is not who is waiting longest. It is what are we most excited to discuss. And Antonio Brown is certainly front and center as NFL Week 1 kicks off. Ross, what's on your mind? Well, he just issued an apology this morning, and I was just wondering, how sincere do you actually think that is? Probably not at all. In all seriousness, I, I hesitate to go too overboard when criticizing some of these athletes who have been so erratic that I sometimes wonder if there's a mental condition involved. In all seriousness, I do not claim to know. But Antonio Brown has been so erratic so frequently. I mean dating back to his high school years when I followed him as a recruit. That I wonder, is he just an erratic personality? Or is there something that, you know, needs medicating involved there or needs therapy or needs something else? And I am not one to make fun of mental illness, period. So I don't know the answer there. But if I'm the Raiders, A, I knew what I signed up for to a great degree. I mean, unless you didn't do your homework, Antonio Brown was both one of the best wide receivers in the NFL while with the Steelers and one of the bigger prima donnas in the NFL. I mean, both statements are absolutely true. And whereas human beings sometimes have to make these trades, I know as a business owner, occasionally, it's not the rule, but I would say occasionally, one of my best writers, as somebody who has owned magazine, website, etc., occasionally one of my most talented contributors is also one of my more erratic people. Like deadlines don't really apply to them, and they're just kind of eccentric and hard to figure out, but... When they produce, man, they produce. So I have to decide as a business owner, is this person worth having as a freelancer or a regular contributor? You know, your, your waiter or waitress that your customers love the most and maybe is a reason that they come back so often may be the person who's late or got hammered the night before and doesn't show up at all. Like, you got to decide, right? Do the pluses outweigh the minuses? In this particular case... Because Antonio Brown is new to the Raiders, it makes the decision even harder. Like, Ross, if I turned you into the owner of the Raiders or Mike Mayock, the GM, apparently Antonio Brown initiated the confrontation with his own GM and dropped a word that you're not supposed to say about his own GM, right? So this is the, this is the number two in command, your general manager, and Antonio Brown in front of many people, you know, jeopardizing the culture of the Raiders franchise, which has had enough headaches even prior to this. What do you do? Do you say we signed up for some of this? Let's try to let this storm pass and let's get him back to being a Pro Bowl receiver because the pluses outweigh the minuses? Or at what point does that prima donna cross a line where you say no matter how productive he is, He's becoming a disease in our locker room. We can't have our other guys see this kind of erratic, disrespectful, confrontational behavior. He hasn't even played a down for the Raiders. What has he done? He has lawsuits chasing him left and right. He has like five different kids from three different women who sometimes pop up on social media with this complaint or that. He went to get cryotherapy in France and wore the wrong shoes and damaged his feet to the point 
that some were wondering if the helmet safety issue, remember that drama? This is all Antonio Brown, everything I'm mentioning here. Multiple lawsuits, throwing furniture off of balconies, that was one. The multiple kids from multiple women, they pop up from time to time. Yet the dude produces. But he's the guy whose feet were so badly screwed up because he wore the wrong shoes into cryotherapy. It jeopardized him physically. And then he had the helmet issue where he was blaming the NFL, even though here's one way you can tell for sure that it's not Roger Goodell's fault. When the NFL Players Association says it wasn't Roger Goodell's fault, that's your union. They said, oh, yeah, we made these rules about helmets and which ones are outdated and they're no longer safety approved. Oh, yeah, we signed off on that. We're the union. We agreed to the new rules. There's not a lot of gray area. Okay, Tom Brady got grandfathered in, but even in that fine print, it was clear that the grandfathering was coming to an end, right? So even there, Antonio Brown doesn't have the support of his own union. That's a lot of drama for even a Pro Bowl wide receiver. I don't doubt his talent in his early 30s, but you can't be screwing up cryotherapy, messing up your personal life so there's social media chaos and lawsuits left and right, and then becoming a cancer in your own locker room before you've caught your first pass. Now, again, if you're the Raiders, you you did sign up for some level of drama that was predictable. Are you really going to go to court, essentially, and say, well, because of our interpretation of the collective bargaining agreement and because he hasn't been showing up for practice, we believe we can wiggle off the hook for this $30 million in guaranteed money. And if we waive him, which they could, they're off the hook for future money. But then there's a Pro Bowl wide receiver on the free market that anybody could sign. I mean, like the Panthers are the only team in the NFC South without a dominating wide receiver. They are. I mean, you might like Curtis Samuel. You might like DJ Moore. You might hope somebody else emerges. You know, Michael Thomas is the real deal in New Orleans. Atlanta and Tampa have their own in Julio Jones and Mike Evans. The Panthers have some nice wide receivers. Talent-wise, wouldn't you want Antonio Brown? David Tepper is a former Pittsburgh Steelers minority owner. He knows all about the Antonio Brown story. Would the pluses outweigh the minuses in David Tepper's eyes? If it came to that, we don't know. The Raiders are talking suspension for now, and it's just a place I would not want to be in. Y'all know my philosophy. Whereas in hu- among human, whereas among apples, a single bad apple will spoil the barrel. That's a s- scientific fact if you leave it in the barrel long enough. Among human beings, I believe a questionable apple or two can, be, can have the best brought out of them if 50 or so apples are really good ones. Well, if you're the Raiders and you're trying to change your culture for the better, I would list Vontez Burfecht, their linebacker, Richie Incognito, one of their offensive linemen, and Antonio Brown in these wrong headlines as three of the 10 most erratic players in modern NFL history. Now you have three questionable apples, and that's just three that I know of. I'm not even sure how many more there are. When you go out of your way to bring three of the most questionable apples in the league to your franchise because John Gruden had a losing season last year, and now Mike Mayock has to help him turn turn it around in year two, you have to know what you're signing up for. Now, Incognito and Perfect so far have played nice, the best I can tell. Antonio Brown has been a migraine 
and mostly invisible when he's not initiating really negative headlines. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. We'll get to more of your calls on the other side. Charles, John, Matt, and others want in from various points across the great state of North Carolina. I believe the answer to one question will determine whether Miami or UNC wins Saturday night in Chapel Hill. I'll tell you that answer and that question as we come back to your calls next on the David Glenn Show. I believe it is the NBA's turn in the line dance. And I don't think they can dance. I don't think they can dance as well as DG dances. And I'm only a three or a four. The David Glenn Show, weekdays at noon. to the David Glenn Show. One thing I promised here on Free For All Friday, and it is about your calls. Charles in Chapel Hill, John in Raleigh, others calling from Asheville and Boone and the Triad to our west, Fayetteville and Greenville and Wilmington and other places to our south and east. You can be next with your question, comment, or complaint. Football is front and center, but we do have tennis, baseball, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, and other things on our mind heading into the coming weekend. 1-800-849-2761. I believe that I can tell you who will win the Miami at UNC game. It is one of the biggest games really on the schedule certainly in this region but even nationally remember after texas a&m at clemson which is must see tv tomorrow afternoon and then lsu at texas both of those games are on abc tomorrow the tigers at the longhorns will be the evening matchup nfl prospects all over the place for all four of those teams and they're all ranked either in the top 10 or very close to the national top 10. beyond those miami at unc is about as compelling as any other because keep in mind nc state has western carolina so you can learn more about the Wolfpack, but it's going to be in an avalanche victory right uva is going to crush william and mary tonight wake forest which i believe you all know has a chance to become the best team in this state this year is flat out better than rice they play at rice tonight in another friday night game two coasts a and t charlotte goes to app state two of the seven fbs teams in our state ecu hosts an F FCS team in Gardner-Webb, so the new head coach, Mike Houston, of course, is the heavy favorite to get his first win with the Pirates after the thrashing they took at NC State last week. That's a guy who's won at every other level. It will be hard to be great this year, year one with the Pirates, but in all likelihood, he's going to get to celebrate that first win, kind of like a Scott Satterfield at Louisville, showed up, moral victory against Notre Dame on Monday night at home, but they get Eastern Kentucky. So Scott Satterfield is likely to get that fun first victory wearing his new colors, just as others have already done, like an Eli Drinkwitz at App or a Will Healy with the Charlotte 49ers. 1-800-849-2761. The question is this, who can run the football? If you haven't seen a lot of either Miami or UNC, here's the bottom line. They both have intriguing young quarterbacks. Jaron Williams at Miami is a redshirt freshman who got sacked 10 times by Florida, but UNC's defense is not nearly as good as the Gators' defense. But he didn't look overwhelmed in the moment. He didn't look afraid to be on national TV. He got sacked 10 times, but that was more on the offensive line more often than it was him holding the ball too long. Miami has issues on its offensive line. Sam Howell was the guy that Mack Brown protected with his offensive play calling uh, via Phil Longo against the Gamecocks until they realized... Um, yeah, he's the first true freshman ever to start a season opener at the quarterback position in the history of UNC football, or at least as well as those record books reflect such things. 
at some point in the second half against a game SEC caliber defense, they realized you got to ask Sam Howell to be the guy who was one of the most prolific QBs in the history of North Carolina high school football at Sun Valley High. They asked him to do that, and then there's the left corner touchdown catch by Deami Brown, and then the right corner touchdown catch by Bo Corrales. Now, I'll I'll give Deami more credit because of that acrobatic catch, but Sam Howell put the ball in the right place. And then the Bo Corrales was the same thing. Those are mature throws, folks. Those are not true freshman throws. In fact, Pro Football Focus gave Sam Howe the highest grade on down-the-field throws in the entirety of college football this past weekend as they dissect video and hand out grades and such. So maybe that's even advantage Tar Heels. But here's one thing to circle personnel-wise, whether you're at Keenan Stadium or maybe watching on the ACC Network. The best position on the entire Miami roster is linebacker. The weakest position on the entire Carolina roster is linebacker. When the big boys in the trenches lock up with each other, what usually happens? It is running back on linebacker, right? Over and over and over. If you watch enough football at any level, yeah, sometimes the defensive tackles beat their man and make a play. The majority of the time, it comes down to mano a mano. And it is either your safety is a good tackler as the only guy in the hole, or more often, your linebacker is a sturdy tackler as the only guy in the hole. What offensive coordinators say all the time, in most schemes, you have 10 and the opponent has 11. Somebody's unblocked on every play. And so you need your somebody, if you're Jay Bateman, the the defensive coordinator at Carolina, who called a brilliant game against the Gamecocks, deserved a game ball for how he confused the senior quarterback, Jake Bentley, so frequently. You need those one-on-one tackles to go your way a large majority of the time. Carolina's quarterback is at least as good as Miami's, and we haven't said that extremely often. Carolina's running backs are at least as good, if not better, Have you seen Javante Williams as the bulldozer and Michael Carter as the speedster? There's nothing wrong with Carolina's running backs. There's really nothing wrong with Miami's either, though. There's a guy named DJ Dallas that can make the guy miss. In fact, the Tar Heels gave up a touchdown to the Gamecocks last week because the linebacker in the hole, one-on-one, was bulldozed and the thing went for a touchdown. That's how it goes, right? So Carolina's plugging in a former quarterback in Chaz Surratt as a starting linebacker, another guy who hadn't even played a game or started a game for Carolina at that position. And the next thing you know, a sophomore named Jeremiah Gimmel and a converted quarterback named Chaz Surratt, they're supposed to be your two key linebackers. And they did it well enough against the Gamecocks. Well, Miami's linebackers are future NFL players. One is named Shaq Quarterman. Another is named Michael Pinckney. They're going to be high NFL draft picks. So, yeah, the Heels running backs are good, but how do they handle those linebackers? That's going to be a fun matchup. Which quarterback, which young guy does play better, Sam Howell or Jaron Williams? The linebacker position is not just advantage. Miami, you, you, would, you, know, you put arrows pointing in one direction or another at this position or that. This would be an exclamation point with underlying and bold and italics and all the rest. It's advantage Miami. That's where they're best. That's why Manny Diaz was enabled to be an elite defensive coordinator who was so good on that side of the ball that he got the promotion to head coach when Mark Rick decided to step away. 
How does it all shake out? I don't know. But don't forget the Tar Heels at some positions are at least as good as the Hurricanes. I believe that Miami's linebackers are going to cause much bigger headaches than what South Carolina caused the Tar Heels last week. And I'll be surprised if Carolina can shut down Miami the way they really ended up shutting down the Gamecocks for the most part. I don't think it's going to be a great Carolina defense over 12 games. Again, game balls and bouquets left and right for what they did to the Gamecocks in game planning and execution and Chaz Surratt and Miles Wolfolk with the two interceptions and Strobridge and Crawford setting the tone in the trenches. And there were others deserving of praise. I think it's kind of like, you know, using tape to hold things together. Mac Brown will tell you he doesn't have depth on the defensive side of the ball. They might like their starting 11. Manny Diaz has been building as a coordinator a culture for four years now. That is a rock-solid defense at Miami, as they showed even in defeat against the Florida Gators. I think Miami will prove to be too much for the Tar Heels. The two things that could change that would be Sam Howell being a game-changer as the Tar Heels' young quarterback. Again, they asked him to win it with two throws against the Gamecocks, and he made those two throws, man. He got it done. Can he do that again against a better defense? I don't know about that. The linebacker position. Can the Heels find enough bodies to make those one-on-one tackles against better talent than the Gamecocks had to offer? And then can the Heels exploit a Miami defense when there's NFL guys left and right on that second line of defense, if you will, for the Miami Hurricanes? Surprised me when I looked this up. In their time in the ACC together, would you guess, Darren, who, would you guess it's closer that one has beaten the other a, a lot more? So it's, it's 15 years since Miami joined the ACC, and because they're divisional rivals, they play every year. Would you guess it's close? Would you guess that one had a lot more win than the other, not more wins than the other over 15 games or what? Probably pretty close It would be my inclination. Miami 8, Carolina 7. Huh, okay. That's close. Yeah. I, I don't think it can get Miami closer. Miami, a much more historically seven, good seven program, one. though. Would, yeah, yeah, of course. Five-time national champion Miami uh, against a t- school that's never won an FBS So it would be title. understandable if, if yeah. you were listening and thinking, oh, well, Miami's got the, the, I th- the greater I, I think most people there. would have assumed UM had a bigger upper sure. hand in their time in the ACC together. At Keenan Stadium, Carolina has won five of the eight since they've been ACC rivals. So, again, I think Miami is the better football team. I think the Heels got off to a great start and deserve all the credit in the world. I will be surprised if they upset the Hurricanes. They're not a huge underdog, maybe six or seven points, I think. 1-800-849-2761. Remember, Mac Brown fired Manny Diaz six years ago as the defensive coordinator at Texas in the month of September. There are Miami fans calling for him to run it up against the Tar Heels if he gets that opportunity. Maybe it'll be too close a game for that to even be a possibility. We'll see. 1-800-849-2761. Let's go to John and Raleigh. It is free for all Friday. You can exercise your freedoms. What's on your mind? Okay, so with Justin Williams stepping away from hockey, I was wondering who do you think will be the next captain Mm. or co-captain? Do you have a suggestion? I personally think it should be Slavin, but... I don't know. Here's a rock-solid guarantee for you. It will not be co-captains under our friend Rod Brindamore. I, you want a ranch farm and dog special? There's a ranch farm and dog special. The Carolina Hurricanes will not have co-captains as long as Rod Brindamore is the head coach. That Take it to the bank. There's no doubt about it. Because Justin Williams 
has, quote, stepped away from hockey. And for the record, I want nothing but happiness for that guy. If he doesn't come back, he's given this franchise and the National Hockey League more than anybody could have possibly dreamed. He played for both of my favorite teams, the Flyers and the Canes. But if he, could, if he does come back, and clearly he left that door cracked, it's tricky because if he did come back to the Canes, then he's your captain, right? So how do you handle it in the interim? Because Rod Brindamore, the other point he made clear at Media Day on Wednesday, is that he, as the head coach and leader, has to assume Justin Williams is not coming back. He can't have it as a little thought in the back of his mind. In ter- even though he knows that possibility is real, it's part of leadership. Rod Brindamore intellectually and emotionally has to not only turn that page himself, more importantly, he has to make sure his players turn that page. Oh, we're off to a slow start, but maybe Justin will come back and save us, right? Oh, we're not doing well in the heat of the moment in close games, but Justin will come back because he's the perfect salve for that. Those young players will tell you, in the midst of the craziest playoff moment, they'd look over at Justin Williams and he'd be like, dude, chill. Your moment is going to come. Just be ready to capitalize in that moment. The young guy's like heart is beating so fast. It's coming out of his chest. He's panicking. Oh, it's getting late in the game. Justin's like, you know, his, his heart is barely pumping extra quickly. Your time is going to come. The opportunity always, always shows itself. Just be ready to cash in when it comes. And that's, that's leadership. That's veteran, right? That's poise. That's savvy. In the meantime, Jacob Slavin's not the most outgoing guy in the world. Uh, remember that Jordan Stahl did not love captain-y duties. So some of your better players, even as experienced guys, are not necessarily automatic fits. Sebastian Ajo is the most talented guy on the team, but he's like, what, 21 years old? So I don't think there is an obvious next captain for the Carolina Hurricanes, but I know Rod Brindamore is not stressed about it. Uh, is not worried about a timetable to name one. The most interesting thing Rod said was that he was going to consult Justin Williams himself as a guy who lived in that locker room, even when the coaches weren't in there, about Justin's recommendation for who should wear the captain's C next. We're back after this on the David Glenn Show. I would never be so competitive, so childish, that I would actually keep track of my record as a coach in youth soccer. I mean, that would be ridiculous. So when I think about my 78 wins, two losses, and four ties, <laughs> not that I was keeping track or anything. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. What is the number one most important thing you will be watching as the Panthers host the L.A. Rams on Sunday? I'll give you my answer to that, and we will take yours right now. 1-800-849-2761. Also, why will you as an NFL fan see dramatic, emphatic, First down calls all over the NFL this weekend. There's a good answer to that, and I think you're going to like it. A little chicken soup for the sports soul as we come back to your calls on college football, the NFL, and everything else next. Christian Leitner, thanks for joining us. It's been less than a week since the I Hate Christian Leitner 30 for 30. The final product of the movie was absolutely awesome. I love every second of it. Maybe I'm not seeing the same thing everyone else is seeing, but I thought the movie was awesome and I loved it. Keep it here on The David Glenn Show.